Christ. Open your Bibles again to 2 Chronicles chapter 6. 2 Chronicles chapter 6. I'm going to preach tonight on this subject. The people in church, God blesses. The people in church, God blesses. Heavenly Father, it's been a joy to be in your house tonight. It's been a joy to have fellowship with those that are in their place tonight, those that have served you through the day and the week. Lord, with those that have come to visit with us tonight, we've enjoyed the fellowship. We've enjoyed the songs and the singing. And now we come to your word, and I pray that you would bless it with power. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I am and I have been concerned, especially in recent months, for the freedom of our nation. With each day of sin and evil that's being promoted by this current administration in Washington, and as sure as Ahab and Jezebel led Israel away from God, this administration is point, pointing people away from God in every area. Everything that is anti-God, anti-American, anti-family, they seem to be promoting. I can't explain how heartbroken and disappointed I am and I have been, and especially in the last year, not only with our state leaders, but our national or federal leaders as well. I'm more than concerned tonight. I have been afraid of God's judgment coming on our nation. Alcohol is absolutely destroying lives and families. And yet it's promoted like it's a help and a blessing. Promoted like a medicine. Immorality is going on like it's good and right. We've gone into unnatural sins and promoting the sodomy and the likes that are just without doubt the things that brings God's judgment on a nation. Gambling is becoming commonplace. Hardly anything is considered sin anymore. Idolatry is anything that takes the place of worshiping God. I prayed so much for my nation, and I pray for America a lot. I... Um, I read of revivals of the past and I believe the same God of the past can give revival today. And I'm asking the Lord for wisdom and the older I get, the more I ask God to help me live my life effectively in His will. I don't want to waste a week, a month, I don't want to waste a year. My heart burns for revival, it burns for a spiritual awakening. I'm concerned that America is going to become like Europe with no hunger for God, no, no working of the Holy Spirit. Much of New England, many places like that that once had churches that preached the gospel and preached the word of God have been turned into various type of businesses and places for folks to have social activities. Places that once were packed on Sunday night like we are tonight that preached this book are empty tonight and while the football stadiums were overflowing yesterday and probably today, their churches are closed and 
any excuse you can imagine to close those churches. I look for all the time patterns that I can follow in the Bible. Patterns that I can preach and say this is what God blessed and if God blessed this, God will bless it again. As I, as I read through the word of God, I look for those things. I believe God desires to bless a people, a people that are willing to honor and to serve him. I was talking to Brother Ken Watts before the service tonight. God has been so good to us. How in the world could we turn our backs on God? He's been so good to us in our nation. His patience and long-suffering They've been so wonderful. They've been so overwhelming. I would be afraid not to be in my place on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. I would be afraid of all that God has done for us. In 2 Chronicles chapter 6 and chapter 7, the people are anticipating the temple. They've been in a tabernacle and serving God, somewhat of a traveling location, a tabernacle, was a temporary place. David wanted to build the temple. God would not allow him, and David prepared the materials for Solomon, his son, to build the temple. And as we come to this chapter, the temple has, boys, boys, as we come to this place, the temple has been completed, and Solomon is praying a prayer asking God to bless not the building, but bless the people and the behavior of the people that would go to that building. That building was a special place, not because of its expensive materials, but it was a special place because it was a place where God's people would come and, and would do business with God in such a way God would see their behavior and see their lives and would bless the nation because of God's people. Now, as I said, I, I'm, I'm always looking for a pattern I can follow. I'm looking for an example that I can follow in my life or that I can teach or preach as I did this morning as Moses redeemed wasted years by giving his life to God and following God's will for his life. Here's a pattern and I find four qualities in these people in this place that God blesses. I find the positive. I find the negative. I find a tremendous pattern. I'm just going to walk through this chapter tonight. And you can just write down a word that would probably outline most all of the chapter as we go through each of the few verses. I want to talk to you tonight about the kind of people in church God blesses. I don't want to lose freedom in America. I don't. I, I, I don't want my children, my grandchildren, I don't want them if the Lord tarries is coming. I want them to have freedom to be in God's house. I want our nation to be blessed. I'm ashamed of the leadership of our nation. I'm ashamed that leadership would tell children that sin is good and right when sin is wicked and evil in the sight of God Almighty. I don't care what Congress passes. If God says it's right, it's right. If God says it's wrong, it's wrong. I have no business to attempt to change it just to live what God has said. 
I want you to notice, first of all, these were a people of prayer. In verses 12 through 31, we find Solomon talking to God and he is praying and he is asking God to bless the soon-to-happen behaviors of God's people. And his prayer, first of all, is about a people of prayer. Folks, we ought to be people that talk to God. I want you to understand that God hears our prayers. We ought to pray for those that are away from God. We ought to pray for our nation. We ought to pray that we stay in the will of God. We ought to be in constant communication with God. I find, first of all, they prayed prayers from a consecrated people. I want you to notice what he says in verse number 12, 2 Chronicles 6 and verse number 12. And he stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the congregation of Israel and spread forth his hands. Now I want to say Solomon is not a preacher. Solomon is a king. Solomon is a king. God give us some statesmen that have enough respect and fear of God. I am so sick of the Republican Party promoting alcohol in our state and promoting gambling in our state. I don't know what to do. The Bible says, I read it in Family Devotions this past week, if those that are deceived by wine, they're not wise. I don't care what their degrees are, they're not wise if they're deceived by that. How can you ignore the hurt and the cry of the broken because of alcohol? I hear every single day the fears of COVID and I understand its place, but when you put that in context with all of the sicknesses and all of the pains and especially those that can be prevented, dear friend, do you know how many lives would be saved and how many broken hearts would be spared if we would just simply get rid of the sorry booze that's destroying our nation? These folks here are consecrated people. Look at verse number 14. Uh, the Bible says in 2 Chronicles 14, And said, O Lord God of Israel, there is no God like thee in the heaven nor in the earth, which keepeth the covenant and showeth mercy unto thy servants. Notice this now, that walk before thee with all their hearts. Not, not, a, not a memorized prayer, not a motion of prayer, but walk before God. We're talking about the people of prayer and a people of consecration. They walk holy before the Lord. Isaiah 56, 7, the Lord said that his house was to be a house of prayer. Jesus affirmed this truth in the New Testament in Matthew 21 in verse number 13 where he said, my house should be called the house of prayer. It needs not be the prayer of memorization and just quoting of prayers, but it needs to be the prayers of a consecrated people that walk humbly and holy before God. I love Isaiah 57 as he talks about the great God of eternity that dwells also with him that is of a contrite heart. I've spent time this week, yesterday I spent time all over this property asking God to do a work in this place. 
I've been here since early this morning and this afternoon asking God, I'm not here tonight to play games or to give a sermon that folks would say, that's a good outline, that was funny, that was sad, I enjoyed it, but a sermon that will challenge us to do as the people of God did that were blessed of God, their prayers were prayers from a consecrated heart. It was a place of prayer for the cares of the servants. Notice this in verse number 20. That thine eyes may be open unto this house day and night upon the place whereof thou hast said that thou wouldest put thy name there to hearken unto the prayer which thy servant prayeth toward this place. Hearken therefore unto the supplications of thy servant. God loves his servants. There folks here tonight, you've worked to get people to the Lord this week. You've served him. You've had a place of service this week. And yet you yourself, you have your own burdens. You have your own heartaches. Aren't you glad that God hears the prayers of his servants? I'm glad we can bring our own burdens to the Lord tonight. I'm glad the church house is a place of prayer uh, that we can come and bring the, the, the burden of the servant to the Lord. I pray God will bless and help. There's so many folks tonight that I know their hearts are broken. Some have just found out and others outside the family don't know. But there are folks that have found out in recent days of, of, of cancer and other hurts and heartaches and of wayward children. I'm glad tonight God's servants can come to the house of God and God hears your prayer and God lifts your burden. It was a place of prayer. It was a place of prayer for confession. Verse number 26. When the heaven is shut up and there is no rain, look at it. Because they've sinned against thee. If you ask the average person in America, what sin? What is sin today? I mean, looking at the world, the advertised sin is fun and good and right. But folks, sin is what God said was sin. And he said in verse 26, When the heaven is shut up, there's no rain, because they've sinned against thee. Yet if they pray toward this place and confess thy name and turn from their sin, when thou dost afflict them, then hear thou from heaven and forgive the sin of thy servants. It was a place of prayer. It was a place that God heard them and, and dealt with them because they were a people of prayer. First of all, I want to say the kind of people in church that God blesses is a people of prayer. There are many things that it talks about as far as the prayers are concerned. I've listed just two or three. There are many that are there, but the church ought to be a place of prayer. I like the singing, don't you? I like the singing. But church is a place of prayer. You know, we pray several times in a service. That's not by habit or requirement. That's by need. You know why we pray before the offering? Because we dedicate, we consecrate our tithe, our offering to the work of God. 
We pray when we begin the service. We do so because we're not here just for the fellowship of one another, though that is important. We're here for fellowship with God. We pray for the, those that are in need because we have a God that hears and answers our prayers. I want to say tonight, church ought to be a place that is a place of prayer. God blesses the people and the church of prayer. I want to say second of all, this was a place for people. This temple that was built was a place for people. It wasn't just for the higher up crowd. It wasn't just for a few. You read this and I'm going to show you several. Uh, this temple was a place for everybody to come and worship the Lord. Aren't you glad tonight the ground is level at the foot of the cross? Aren't you glad that there's nobody that gets ahead of the line because of who they are or what they've done? They don't get ahead of the line because of how much they have. Uh, the church is a place for people. And may it be said that this church is a place that people can come and know there's a God in heaven, but also know there is a people that care about people. This was a place for the wanderer. The wanderer. Look at verse number 32. Moreover, concerning the stranger, which is not of thy people Israel, but is come from a far country, for thy great namesake and thy mighty hand and thy stretched out arm, and they come and pray in this house, then hear thou from the heavens, even from thy dwelling place, and do according to all that the stranger calleth it to thee, that all the people of the earth may know thy name, and fear thee, and doth thy people as doth thy people Israel, and may know that this house which I have built is called by thy name. May I say tonight, the church is not just for a few people and no more. We're not looking for a place that we can have us a little social club. Uh, the doors are open. Uh, we want folks to know you're welcome to come. This is God's house. This is a place we meet with the Lord. We want you to come and meet with the Lord with us. It's a place for the wanderer. I find it's also a place for the warrior. Look at verse 34. If thy people go out to war against their enemies, by the way that thou shalt send them, and they pray unto thee toward this city, which thou hast chosen, and the house which I have built for thy name, then hear thou from the heavens their prayer and their supplication and maintain their cause. He's praying here. He said when the people go out to war, we need to pray for the soldier. We need to pray for those that are fighting for the nation of Israel. That's why we pray for. That's why we support. That's why we encourage the soldier that would stand for our nation and the freedom of our, of our nation that was founded on the principles of the word of God. And may I say tonight, it's not just for the physical warrior that would be in the military, but it's for the warrior that's fighting in spiritual warfare. May it be a place that we can come and we can find encouragement and we can find strength and we can find help. I think of the song, The Sun's Coming Up in the Morning. Once again, I faced Satan this morning and I battled him all the day long. But in my weakness, God sent reinforcement. And at sundown, I sang victory song. It's a place for the wanderer. Church is a place for the warrior. 
It was a place for the wayward. Look at verse 38. Look at verse 37. Yet if they bethink themselves in the land whither they are carried captive and turn and pray unto thee in the land of their captivity, saying, We have sinned, we've done amiss, and have dealt wickedly. If they return to thee with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their captivity, whether they have been carried, uh, whether they have carried them captives and prayed toward their land, which thou gavest unto their fathers, and toward the cities which thou hast chosen, and toward the house which I have built for thy name, then hear thou from the heavens. He prays for the wayward. May I say tonight, if God welcomes the wayward, you and I ought to welcome the wayward. We, we, we shouldn't shoot our wounded. We ought to lift up the wounded. We ought to lift up the fallen. We ought to care for those that have gotten cold and calloused and, and uh, away from the will of God. We ought to always love the wayward. It's a place for the worshiper. Verse number 40. Now my God, let I beseech thee, thine eyes be open. And let thine ears be attent unto the prayer that is made in this house. Now therefore arise, O Lord God, into thy resting place, thou and the ark of thy strength. Let thy priest, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation and let thy saints rejoice in goodness. O Lord God, turn not away the face of thine anointed. Remember the mercies of David, thy servant. Church ought to be a place for the one that comes to worship God. Can I tell you something? What's going on right now is important to God. The, the, the thing that caused Israel to be judged is they quit going to the place of worship. They got busy in all of the things and all of the blessings that God had given to them. They thought if we work more, we'll make more. And they missed the truth. If I work and then I worship God and put him first in my life, God will bless my work if I first worship so what are the kind of people that God blesses? What's the kind of church that God blesses? It's a place of prayer. It's a place for people. For people. Church is about people. It's about helping and loving people. It's a blessing to see new converts in church this morning. A blessing to see folks in church this morning that didn't grow up in church. But they were loved enough to not only be invited, but to be brought. And they were made welcome in church this morning. Stephen that got baptized. Is that right? Stephen got baptized. Between Sunday school and church, Brother Fisher took Stephen to show him where the baptistry room was so he would know and be ready. He said, this is a baptistry room. This is a baptistry robe. And in the invitation time, uh, uh, when you come to get baptized, this is where you'll go and you put on your... Baptistry robe, and he didn't understand completely. Brother Fisher left. They couldn't find Stephen. Stephen thought he was getting baptized right then, and he found him. He already had the robe on. He's ready to get baptized. I appreciated the loving kindness. Church ought to be about people. You ought to love people. You ought to be kind to folks that come to church. You don't know what a broken heart and what a hurting uh, uh, a life that they may be living and a handshake and a smile. Church is a place for people. It's a place for prayer. 
It's a place for people, and third of all, it's a place of power. Chapter 7. Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven. The fire's not in the music. It's in God. The fire's not in the emotion. Don't think I'm being critical of emotion. I don't want you to be dead. I want you to say amen. I want you to smile. I like emotion, but we can't have power from the emotion. Power is from God. When Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. And the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. I'm glad church is a place of power. I'm glad it's a place of saving power. I'm glad it's a place of changing power. You know, God can change who we are. You look at those in the scripture that God changed. You think of men like Jacob who became Israel, who became a prince with God. You think of Saul of Tarshish that fought to destroy the church, became Paul the apostle that planted churches and won people to Christ. As the young people sang and oh how my heart was filled with joy. Oh, how we need somebody to love our young people enough in America to tell them the truth. Our hope is in Christ. The power that changes. I hunger for this to happen again in America. I don't want America to become a Europe that's dead spiritually. I don't want church to be a museum. I want it to be a place that's alive. I don't want it to be a place where they're just artifacts of past blessings and this is what God used to do. God is not a used to be God. He's the great I am and he is a great I am today and will be until he returns. What God has done, God can do again. I say tonight, hunger for God in your life. Be people of prayer. Be people that love people. Pray for the power of God. And then last of all, I want you to notice it's a place of praise. Look at verse number three. And all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house. They bowed, with, they, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord saying, for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Many folks will go home tonight or back to your dorm tired. Worked a lot of hours. You gave of yourself all afternoon. So many people. We look back on the day and say, wow. Well, the power of God came down today, didn't it? Folks were saved and baptized. And I'm telling you, there are folks even tonight, they're getting victory in their life because of the power of God. When church is over tonight, that doesn't mean the praise is over. Everybody ought to go home or even on their way home, you ought to say, praise God. 
He sure has been good. What kind of place, what kind of people would it take for God to bless and change the direction of our nation? I believe it's people of prayer. I believe it's a people who love people. Laura and I were listening to the Bible on the way to school and we were listening to a chapter where he said, I was hungry and you fed me, I was naked and you clothed me, I was thirsty and you gave me drink. When saw we thee naked, hunger and thirst? And he said, when you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. And we talked about that and I said, the way we serve God today is we serve others. That's the way we serve him. Jesus is not here. If Jesus was here, there's not anything we wouldn't do for Jesus. If Jesus were here tonight and he'd travel all day and nothing to eat, how many of you would take him tonight and get him something to eat? I believe member and visitor both would take Jesus to eat tonight. I believe if you saw Jesus come in tonight and his shoes were worn, you'd buy him a pair of shoes. I believe any, any need Jesus had tonight, I believe we'd attempt to meet that need if we could. Jesus said, when you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren. There have been a lot of children loved this week. God saw you loving on his people. You can expect God's blessings in your life. We ought to be a people of prayer. We ought to be a people of loving people. This ought to be a place of God's power. Yes, we need to spend time for the choir practicing. Yes, we need to spend time preparing, practicing the instruments as they do week after week after week. They come on Saturday and they prepare and they practice at home. And yes, the ushers ought to be organized and be prepared as they are service after service. And the security ought to be organized and Everybody in their place and the nursery needs to be organized and time is spent every week making sure those places are cleaned and organized and ready. Ah, but folks, if we get everything ready and we don't pray for God's power, it'll be in vain. All is vain unless the spirit of the Holy One comes down. A place of power. I'm glad tonight we can go away praising God for his goodness today. And we should. Amen. What kind of people does God bless? Prayer, people, power, and praise. Stand with me. This is a, this is a pattern we can follow. We can say that's what the church is. By the way, every one of these, you go to the book of Acts. You read the book of Acts, chapter 1 through 8, you'll find it was a people of prayer. You'll find it was a people that loved people. You'll find that it was a place of power. And you'll find it was a place even in jail at times of praise. You see, it's a pattern that goes all the way through the book. God blessed it in the Old Testament. God blessed it in the New Testament. God will bless it in 2021. Forsake sin and follow Christ. Heavenly Father.